Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. <clears throat> Alright, um... So, well, do you want to talk about, like, what you think war is to begin with? Like, what causes it? What exactly, you know? Uh, what it involves? What, what you would consider a war? What's not a war? Etc. So, a war would be a, two countries or more engaging in... I mean, I guess two, two or more countries just engaging in, you know, physical violent conflict. Uh, with what? So, like, with one another. So, like, the citizens of the countries fighting, um, like, under the, uh, let's say, uh, the uh, the yeah, collective like or the authority yeah. has decided um, for these countries that they will, you know, go into this conflict. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's two collections is. of individuals. Um, whether whether collections we would say are like countries or independent factions, and they're fighting over. You know, who knows what. But the point is that they're fighting and it's between two groups, two collectives, right? Pretty much. Or, you know, two or more, that is, to be, to be clear. It could be, it could be between, it could be a one-on-one, it could be two-on-one, it has to be two or more, though. <laughs> yeah, in war there are no rules. No. Exactly. Um, all right, Horrible so... Tragedy. <laughs> um, so what do you think causes war, then? Um... I would say division. Division. What, could you elaborate a bit for me? Well, I'll just, uh, I can sum up what I mean and my premise with this statement, basically. So I would say the reason war exists at all is that there are divisions within the human race. And if we were to, and this is my premise, if we were to come together under one society as the human race, instead of Germany and France and Russia and China, if we were all just earthlings and humans, there would be no con. Well, there would be no war as we understand it now. Um, how do you get to that conclusion? Are you saying that, like, the fact that we are differentiated into different factions is what causes the war? Um, essentially, that's where it's going to stem from at all times, because, like, we both kind of just laid out a war has to be between more than one country. If we were all one country, so to speak, or mm-hmm. one planet of humans, there would be no war to fight. Oh, uh, look, um, I agree with you that a prerequisite for a war is that there are differing factions. I don't think that the fact that there are yeah. differing factions is what causes a war, though, because like historically, we can see that there have been many different factions who did not go to war at various points in history. So, like... I guess what I'm asking is, like, if we can have two different factions and not have them go to war, then what causes war? The existence of those two. So I'll equate it to corruption. Um, Where there is power, where there is money, and where there is influence, corruption can breed. If you were to Mm -hmm. take away all of those things, the corruption as we know it would essentially, and in some ways oppression as well, would be eliminated. It's more so that you eliminate the, the prerequisites for these concepts to breed, to breathe, and to essentially exist and flourish. If there are no other factions, I'm arguing that we, if we don't see each other as those people and our people, we essentially can't war. 
Okay. Um, so it sounds like you're saying that war is related to people identifying differently. Exactly. If we all identified as simply humans that live on a planet called Earth, there would be no war to be had. So then I guess the question is, why do people identify differently? You can theorize on it, but I don't think that's, I don't know if that's going to be a sequitur for the war itself. Unless, you're, Are you trying to ask me how that brings war? I'm asking how you get people having differences in identity. Like why, if, if we would agree, for instance, that if people, I'm not sure if I do agree to this, but let's just say I do. If we were to agree that um, if people were to all identify the same way, then there wouldn't be um, conflict. Then I guess my question is, um, why don't people just do that? Um, our current societies, not all of these societies in the world, understand essentially the consequences of these divisions and they don't understand the positive consequences of seeing past and forgetting about these divisions and seeing them as essentially even just skin skin deep differences like even if like if you went and you said okay race doesn't exist like if you had like neil degrasse tyson come out and say race doesn't actually exist it kind of just changes how you look then mm -hmm. everybody accepted that Technically, racism could no longer thrive. After a certain amount of time, people would forget the concept of race existed. So that's sort of what I'm saying there, is that these, these sort of bad concepts like racism and war, they need, they need these prerequisites, these divisions, to exist altogether. If you were to take away those divisions that we try to see in one another, there would be no war. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess I'm still not quite understanding that. Why do people like today? Today, why why is it that um, I might identify as something different to you? Um, I wouldn't be able to answer that because I'm not in a mindset to create those divisions or to. So, do... mm -hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, do you would you say then that you identify as exactly the same as me? Um. I mean, exactly the same would be quite the stretch. Um, blades of grass most times aren't exactly the same, but we are both human, and that's how I would see us. We are both human. Um, yeah, but um, aren't there differences that are significant beyond the fact that we are both the same, like, biological species? Well, that exists in all things, even, even when you have, like, uh, when you have manufacturing by, like, you know, a production line full of people and have an assembly mm -hmm. line going, you have differences within products that are built to essentially be the exact same. So there's always okay. some small differences, but okay. nothing noteworthy is what I'm saying. The differences so between you and I, I don't think are noteworthy. Okay, so I think I'm following you. It sounds like you're saying that um, we may differ um, in insignificant ways, but when it comes to the ways that matter, we are exactly the same. Is that correct? Did, did Sorry, I'm still doing the dishes. I have to keep going to push okay. the talk. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. All right. Um, so is the, do, would you say that that is one-to-one uh, -one you hold with every other human being? So, like, you would say that they may have um, all these individual differences that are insignificant, but every one of them um, is the same in the ways that matter to you. To you. Um, you I guess you would be. Um, I would. The differences would start for me. By your actions and your 
and your mindset. Like if you, if you make, you know, reprehensible decisions, like, you know, you start a war over nothing Mm -hmm. that makes you different from me in the sense that I am, I'm not that bad of a person. I think you are a bad person if you make that decision. But are there any people who start a war over nothing though? Uh, like I've never heard of a war that. over nothing. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Well, I would call most reasons for war sort of like the reason itself would be peanuts to the actual consequences of the war. So I would call that. Okay. But I don't know about absolutely nothing. All right. Um, but so I. Hmm. It sounds. Go, Chris. Um, like. Are you saying that there are essentially like no justified reasons for war under any circumstances? I'm not sure if I'm following. We haven't. I don't think that most wars have been fought for justifiable reasons, but I'm sure we could find a good reason to go to war if we really had to. Humans are very uh, good at that. Do, do you know of any? Like, would you say that there have been any wars historically that have been justified? Uh, to the best of my recollection at the moment, I can't say that I know of any justifiable wars. Okay. Uh, did you have a response to that, Chris? Um, well, like, I could think of a few examples, maybe. So, like, if you were to have a war on, like, a bacteria or something that is, like, going to wipe out our species, or maybe even, like, there's a specific, like, group of people that have been infected by this, and, like, th- like they're just going to spread it. <laughs> And it'll wipe out the species, like there's potential to have some justification there. So what you're arguing is that us trying to use our, our modern medicine to eradicate this disease before it eradicates us, that would be an act of war. Oh, I think what he was saying is that um if that you... angle from the second example. Yeah, let's think let's just like contextualize it in human circumstances, right? Let's say that there is another nation of people and there's a disease that is running rampant in their like society and they're not interested in controlling it. They're not putting into place any policies that would stop it spreading to your nation. Right? The way that they're acting is contrary to the values that your nation holds. Is that a sufficient cause for war? What do you do? So would you be able to verify that your entire way of life would be eradicated by this disease 100%? No, but there is like a a significant detriment to letting it into your society. Like if your country gets this disease, even if it doesn't eradicate you, it will put you behind 100 years. Okay, well, in that case, you don't need to jump straight to war. I would believe that humans and how we think is very similar. So if we as a country can come to a logical conclusion that this disease is a detriment to a large population, we would be able to use diplomacy to communicate the logic we are using. And if we are truly correct in that, that diplomacy will lead to this nation with this disease understanding that what they're doing is harmful and they shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. it. So a good enough diplomat could in fact, could in fact just get this sorted out very quickly. No war needed. Um, so look, I, it sound, I detected in what you said there that you have a condition for war, which is, uh, if it's, um, if it constitutes a threat to the survival of your nation, like, as no, in like, no, 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 I, no I, like, as in I like, if you have reasonable, um, cause to think that letting it in will result in the complete eradication of your nation, is that a justification for war? Um, you could simply, once again, I would argue that you should 
go the diplomatic route. And then also you could go with the prevention route and say that if you as a nation choose to continue what you're doing with this disease, we're simply not going to allow you and your people access here because you are now a threat to us. Mm-hmm. And so how would you do that? Let's say that one of the citizens of the other, let's say that they, they're not interested in your diplomacy. We'll call them like, I don't know, the disease North Korea, right? They don't give a shit what you have to say. They just want to do their thing and they don't want you to try and interfere because I don't know, um, what would you say? Uh, autonomy or whatever, you know, the, well, the sovereignty of the state. Let's call it that. So they say, no, you don't get to decide what the laws are here. We will do what we want. It doesn't matter what the impact on you is because we're doing it for us. And they don't care about the disease for whatever reason. Right? And then people from that country try to enter your country. What do you do? Sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't on push to talk for a sec. So mm-hmm. what... I thought the pretext or the context for this debate would essentially be how, which one of us could come up with a better way to prevent war? Or are you just yep. trying to test my, my I'm way? I'm trying to understand what war is before what we war? get onto the solution. Yeah, I need to understand what causes war. Um, well, like, again, the divisions. I, if you disagree yeah, but, with, with my, no, 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 with I my don't reasoning, disagree. you can tell me why. I don't disagree exactly, but it doesn't feel like you're pointing to the thing that's actually causal. It feels like you're pointing to a consequence in the chain. You're saying like divisions cause war, but what causes divisions? We could sit and speculate about Well, I think it's something that we can settle though. So for instance, I gave you like a concrete division. The division is that um, I don't want this disease and the way X person or X nation is acting is um, like such that there is a good chance that I will like completely be eradicated from existence um, if I don't do something about the way they're acting. What, what am I justified in doing? Um, you're justified in taking steps to protect your nation and prevent this outbreak. And so if they start to like invade my nation? They've started a war for what reason? In that ah, case? okay. So no, no, no but like I'm, I'm trying to figure out why they they've started they they've started a war. I don't know. Yes, let's just why? give them. I want to get back uh, to your point though. Why okay, did they let's say why let, do they let's want say they want yeah. Let's say they want some more territory. So like their reason is okay. mostly irrelevant. The so, question is, am I justified in uh, but, having a war with them? So let's take the like. Sorry, I keep hitting the home button. So what I'm saying is, by by your reasoning, again, this is something that's caused by division. Once again, and I can remedy this with what I call. Yeah, but what's the division? Okay, here I'll tell you. So the division is the the idea that North Korea's territory is North Korea's territory, and we let's say America, because I'm obviously American, because I sound dumb. So let's say America's territory is our territory. However, Mm -hmm. if there were no division and we came together and said, this is our planet, this is the human's planet, there would be no need for more territory. These people would not want to eradicate Um, us to take our territory. Like, so, I mean, can't you have both though? Can't I say this is our planet, but you're taking up too much room? So move the fuck over. If that person, okay, so... In this case, it's something that would be much more trivial. Again, this would be something that you could sort out through diplomacy. You could say, okay, 
well, if I'm taking up too much room, why, why do you feel that way? And let's say hypothetically, North Korea says, I think you're taking up too much room because my people don't have enough space in our country to live, which would never happen, mm-hmm. obviously, but let's just say it did. And that's the reason they want your territory. Well, in that mm-hmm. case, through diplomacy, you could say, okay, let's allocate, let's allocate the West Coast to you because you are also humans and this is your earth as well. Mm-hmm. So let's allocate that. You can have more space for your people and, you know, they're not going to be crowded. And okay, but what humans, a, we don't really care if you live here with us. So, okay, but crisis of like, I mean, um, what about the people who currently live there? What if they don't like that? Well, what, what would they not like? They're getting the territory they want. Yeah, but overpopulation isn't good. And so let's say like, you know, I don't know. Why let's is say that a territory crowded. issue though? Um, that's what territory is. It's like the land on which you like reside. Um, yes, so but like, you said they don't like overpopulation, and that's their problem with the solution I laid out. Over no, overpopulation. I mean like, no, no not overpopulation in general, like overpopulation in a specific area. Like okay. Japan has hectic overpopulation. The world isn't like super overpopulated because there's lots of places on the world that aren't like, you know, where humans are not. Because, you know, a variety yeah. of reasons, for instance, like we can't live there. It's a lot of effort, et cetera. But the point is, like, some parts of the world are still overpopulated, and that isn't good. Like, if you talk to someone who lives in, I don't know, Tokyo, they probably don't have a good account of the amount of living space they have. They're probably not too happy with it. Okay. I, I don't know how you could be. Well, that's fine. Another that's why one. I... No, go ahead. So another like sort of example I can think of is say that you and like the people you live with have spent like two hundred years building this like this town to be exactly the way that you want it, and then these other people come along and say actually like we want to live here too, but we don't really like the way that you do stuff here, so we're going to start changing it. Like you'd probably be a little bit upset, and I think you might be a little justified mm-hmm. in that as well. Yes, that would be an act of aggression, unfortunately, um, to come to someone else if you if. Like, let's say, hypothetically, I build a house for myself, the dream home that I've been dreaming of having exactly how I want it since I was five years old. And you came to me and you said, hey, look, um, I like this piece of land you built this house on, but this house is hideous. So I'm going to need you to leave. So I'm going to so I can tear down your house and live here. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what you'd be saying. In that regard, you could simply say no. Why do you get to say no? Can't you be like, why aren't you required to be diplomatic? Because in this case, I have no reason to be. What was your reason before? Um, I was being diplomatic before to alleviate a negative well-being or a detriment for a fellow human. Ah, okay. So you're saying like um, the consequences of the previous decision um, necessitated diplomacy, whereas in this situation, because it's one-to-one, um, there's no, no reason for you. That, that's not my reasoning, though. No? My reasoning is that it is an act of aggression as to what he laid out and the example I laid out. Those would both be acts of aggression. Honestly, and I would, would also be... Neither. It would also be very, very... Um, what's the word? Not, uh, not concerned. Not um, caring. I think you know what I'm trying to say. It's the uh, inconsiderate. It's also very inconsiderate of fellow humans because in, in this example where I've built my dream house and somebody says, hey, I want your land, your house is ugly, leave so I can tear it down and build a new one. Mm-hmm. In that case, you're being very inconsiderate of the fellow human being there. 
So even, even if you love that land, maybe the other person that you're trying to take it from also loves that land. You then would have to say that I am right in my will or my will and my wants are more important than yours. So, uh, like, personally, I would probably categorize the first example as an act of aggression. Um, trying to take land is an act of aggression. Most people think so. Um, so, I'm confused exactly about the difference between the two. And the second comment I have is that, um, look, uh, I am detecting in what you're saying that you're using a pragmatic theory of truth to evaluate the consequences. Would you say that's accurate? Um, I'm simply I'm simply going with what I believe would best resolve the situation peacefully with the least amount of harm done. So yeah, but you're saying like well-being over harm, and that's your basic metric. Is that correct? Um, I would prefer to have a positive outcome for as many people as I can make that happen for. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a pragmatic theory of truth um, being applied in a moral or ethical um, situation. Okay, so. I, um, now that I'm a bit firmer on what I think you're saying, could you like walk me through why the first example didn't constitute uh, an act of aggression? Um, which one? The one about which example? Um, the one, so we've gone through a the few. One, the, yeah, the one about the disease country um, trying to take your land. Um, that one would be a certain... Um, it would be an act of aggression until I added the qualifier that they had a reason for wanting that land being that so sorry i dropped the push to talk for a sec okay but yes um when you add if you give if you give it a reason like if they have a good reason for wanting that land like overpopulation for the benefit and well-being of their own people um you're essentially just pursuing the moral end the positive moral end of your own people however if you just want the land just to say that i have the biggest land mass well that doesn't fit into my definition and would actually be eliminated under what I think war is. Because if everybody just says that the entire earth is mine, it is ours, it is everyone's, you technically mm-hmm. can't have more territory. You have all of it already. Okay, so... so, so if, like, if, if, they, if they think that they have a justified reason, then it's not an act of aggression? I think he was saying if it's not, like, if it is actually justified, then it's not an act of aggression. That's the... The, Yeah, sorry. Um, I keep putting my phone down because I'm still doing dishes and it's on push to talk, but yes, you you got it now. Yeah, so it is, if it's actually justified. So who decides if it's justified? Um, In this case, me, for sake of debate. Yeah, but, like, in general, because we're talking about, like, what a solution to war could be, right? So, like... Depends on the context. Yeah, but, like, let's... All right. Um, let's use the original uh, example again. We'll say like um, there's a diseased nation, um, and um, they want your land, and they think they're justified, but they're not. What do you do? So why would they not be justified? Oh, let's just say they want it not for a good reason, but just because they want to be the biggest. There would be no big. Okay, so again, this would be eliminated under my under my provisions here. So if there is no division and we claim that the entire earth belongs to every human, mm-hmm. there is no more land. You taking another... Yeah, no, look, I understand that. From, no, yes, I but understand what, I'm saying, that. what I'm saying is that in my premise for what war is, 
if you essentially were to come in and say there are no divisions, then the entire earth belongs to everyone. To say that, okay, I live, let's say I live in California, but I want to own Arizona. Mm -hmm. Well, all that would really equate to is you walking over to Arizona because the entire earth belongs to humans. And therefore, you just moved. You just walked over there. It's not so much a hostile takeover. You just walk over there. That has a lot to do with the way that you're evaluating ownership. And I don't necessarily have to agree that that's how ownership is evaluated. And I'm just saying, like, let's... I don't know how you got... Um, okay, I'll like, explain then. I, I know where no, no, you're, you're going quickly, with that. So quickly. I'm just... Like, what if I say that um, I don't care even if it belongs to humans and I'm a human? What if I say, yes, that is true, but I want more? More of what? More land. I want to matter Where more. are you going to get my, it? No, I want my significance reflected in the amount of land I personally own, not me as a human. You personally own all of it? No, 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 no. As an individual, not as a member of the human race. Every individual has just as much right to all of the land on Earth in a world where there is no division. Okay, so why don't I just take it from all of you? Because you, you just said I'm just I'm justified. I own it all. You just said that. No, I'm saying you're justified to live in whatever territory you want. Yeah, but what if the territory I want is to live on the entire Earth, and I'm saying my the rule that I'm implementing for my territory is that no one else can live in my territory? Why is it... Wait, so what makes your territory different from mine, then? Okay, I can give an example that would fit that quite well. So say okay. you and like, the people in your city have spent the last few hundred years trying to become like as technologically advanced and like have the strongest economy you possibly can have, and then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people that like are not educated enough to be able to like properly integrate into your society without like bringing it back 50 years... Like, would you, would you not be a little bit upset if this big group of people insisted on coming in and, and like, changing it all? And, and like, fucking your shit up? Be, yeah, like, like you spent okay. so much... Well, you and all of your people have spent so much time and effort trying to, like, mm-hmm. advance as much as you can. And it is kind of, And you like, could say, in fact, that, like... Undo all of that if you just let all yeah, you could even in. make... You can make the uh, like consequentialist argument and say that it would be a better consequence for both you and them if they didn't come in because of the setback. Well, I was going to say that's essentially where I was going, but it's sort of, and I'll give you another example. It's to, to aggress is simply to aggress one of your own kind. To aggress against, like, let's say that for no reason at all, you just don't like a family member or somebody in your friend group. You then attack this person and tell them to leave because you don't like them. Well, maybe the rest of your friend group or your family or that person you're attacking and ostracizing then they are all suffering detriment from your actions because that is a selfish end to pursue. Simply not liking someone is not a reason to ostracize yes. them from a friend group or a family. It is similar to what you're providing here. To, to simply want, you know, I just want this particular point. I want this latitude and this longitude, even though somebody who is curing cancer lives on it, that, to take that from them, just because you want that specific place would not be a good moral end to pursue. What I'm uh-huh. arguing for is that we simply come together, understand that we are humans, and then pursue progress for ourselves as a collective and as individuals. That would be okay. the way to prevent war. Yeah, but like, 
I don't know that you did address the example. So I feel like what you're doing is you're saying like, if everybody thought exactly like I do, then there wouldn't be war. And I, yes, I agree with that. But also what I'm trying well, no. to say to you, no, but just quickly, what I'm trying to say is that like, what you think is the best consequence is not necessarily what I think is the best consequence. And if I don't agree with you about what the best consequence is, then using your understanding, using the way you're evaluating it, I can do things that you don't find acceptable. Okay. So what I did want to bring up, um, essentially it's not so much about a, it's not about my individual thought. It's more of what's more justifiable and it's very easy to justify thinking in terms of progressing your species and your race as a collective, as opposed to advancing yourself as an individual, simply on the basis that progressing your species and your race, or even just your community or town, would create more well-being for more people, as opposed to pursuing your own individual end. Mm -hmm. In fact, yeah, but you could... No, like, like I... Yeah. For sure, no doubt. But I think the point is that I get to choose what's relevant when I'm doing the analysis. And so let's say um, I'm kind of a piece of shit because some people are. Maybe I am, you know, who knows? Anyway, the point is um, when I'm doing my analysis, what I'm saying is, well, well-being is the goal, but, but I'm only going to be here for so long and I only have my experience. Therefore, my well-being is the goal. And if I have to sacrifice your well-being to get it, so be it. Okay, so let's just, uh, I'll, let's, let's humor this. So let's say in this society, we've done basically what I've laid out to prevent war. We come together, we're all humans, and we all think let's progress, let's work towards you know, more well-being for the collective human species. And then in your example, this one person, as you said, is just, he's just a piece of shit, he doesn't agree with everyone, he just is looking out for his own end. Am I correct in that? Um, I mean, look, I think what, yes, but I think what, okay. what I'm saying is that to that individual, well, no, no, I, I just want to finish the, the example. I just yeah, I'm to just trying to fill that. out, I'm just trying to fill out the characterization. That individual thinks that's how everybody thinks. Okay. So in this case, the collective, um, you know, basically the entire human species that would be exposed to this could in fact just kill this person flat out or put them Ooh, in a cell. war. That's the individual no. equivalent of war. Killing them, for sure. Absolutely. Murder is No, equivalent. that is an execution. That is a firing okay. squad. All right, but like you are saying that... I thought what we agreed war was, was um, like two groups of people conflicting, and one person is a group. It's just a group of one. So this one person who is a group of one is... Uh, like on on like self-designating that they are at war with everybody else, and then everybody else is responding in kind when they execute him. Well, that's number one. This isn't like this isn't what I would normally consider a war to be. But then I don't mm -hmm. even have to execute him. If you if you want to classify this execution as a war, I could mm -hmm. then just substitute the the remedy for this instead of it being execution. I can substitute that in for some form of imprisonment or exile yeah. in which incarceration cannot. Yes. You would essentially bar this person from interacting For with sure. the rest of the species. And For you sure. could do this yep. a number of ways. You could drop them on an Island somewhere where mm -hmm. they can't get back. That's mm -hmm. not an act of war. That's simply, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, sure. It might be like abandonment or maybe neglect. I mean, 
Here's an which interesting might look one, bad, but you're not killing someone. Here's an interesting one. Let's say that there are a sufficient number of these individuals. We drop them all on the island, and then after a little while, they come across on a ship and start fucking our shit up. What do we do? Okay. So in this case, you are then you're then saying that there are now divisions. You have. I'm saying that no, no. We created the division. Your method of dealing with division created divisions because you put them on an island. No, but you put them on an island. You exiled them. That is a division. You're dividing them from everybody. I'm taking one person instead of executing. That's one division, though. No, but it's still a division, right? Well, no, it's a division that this person created, and I was humoring that in the premise that I set that if you eliminate division, there cannot be war. You cannot present to me a situation in which a war can occur but without division. That was I just, the point I, of what I was saying. Okay, but I, I did just present one to you. If you don't count exiling an individual as division, but you exile a hundred No, this person them. divided themselves. It's what you okay, laid out. Yeah, but they divided themselves when they went against the rest of the collective, essentially. They said, yes. they're all different so from me. I think... And I've then, I've then decided to take the course of action that I've decided to take. I'm dividing myself. The division was created by this individual who decided that their needs are above everyone else's. Okay, so then I think that's exactly what I was saying. So what if the uh, disease nation decides that they are divided from your nation? They've what created a division, and that's the only way war can exist. So then what do you do to make... Because you can't control eliminate how other division. people think. So you eliminate them? Is that correct? No, eliminate division. No, but the, the point I'm making is that you don't get to decide how other people exist. If other people have decided that you and them are divided, how do you fix that? Mostly through diplomacy. But what if they're not, like... They don't respond to diplomacy. Okay. So it's sort of like... Uh, it's sort of like how therapy works, right? So if you have a bad way of thinking that makes you depressed and makes you snowball into negativity, a therapist can come in, introduce and reinforce a positive way of thinking in a way that your, you know, your mind will actually take in. You'll actually think, okay, this is the positive way to go now. So in that sense, diplomacy works the same way. It's you're introducing to these people that think, well, there's, I just have to have it my way. You can introduce to them a way of thinking that suggests, okay, I can get my way, but I can also do it in a way that won't harm these people. Or even better, even better, we could just find middle ground. And there's quite a few ways to work around a lot of the examples you've given me, like the territory one, like I said, um, if they were coming in and said, look, we're overpopulated, or to give you a more direct example, they said, we're getting sick because we're too cramped together because we don't have enough space. Uh, well, look, then, just quickly. You can eliminate no, the division no, no. by saying we're all humans, we're all entitled no. to the earth, so we'll just give you, you know, no. that. There you go. Yeah. It wasn't a counterexample, and you can't link up two parts of my example. I, I didn't say that the overpopulation resulted in the disease. They were completely separate bits. What I was using the example for was I'm trying to pass out what exactly the distinction you think that exists between war and an individual difference, right? Because I gave the example of what you would do in an individual difference situation where it's everybody versus one person. And you said, well, probably not kill them, although you were a bit iffy about that. And then you also no, said, I like, to the just solve the problem real quick. But yes, you're right. I did backtrack on that and said, mm-hmm. if that's what you consider war, then I won't mm-hmm. shoot them. I will, okay. however, remove them from 
the race, I can, at a certain point, I can declare them just non-human if I really wanted to. I mean, that's what the Nazis did, though. You, you realize that. Like, let's think about the strategy you're using, all right? Because the Nazis basically copied you verbatim. They said, these people are not good for our country. First, they exiled them, and then they executed them. Okay, but you understand that still happens today, right? No, but I'm just saying, like, you, the strategy you're putting forward matches that. Is that what okay. you're, like, supporting? Okay. But uh, what I'm saying, what I'm putting forward, is that the strategy I just outlined also matches up with not only the Nazi example that you gave, it also mm-hmm. fits with almost every country's incarceration and in law enforcement. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying that, like... Example. A good example of yeah. that would be, like, Australia. Like, they had, in, like... England or Britain or whatever, like they, they had these criminals and they're like, hmm, like we don't really want them in our society, but having to lock them up means we have to like keep them Feed alive, them. which yep. makes, yeah, it makes like, it's like, it has a, a negative impact on, yeah, yeah. yeah it, they're still ha- having a detriment to society. So let's exile them to this like big ass island in the middle of the ocean called, now called Australia. <laughs> and, and, like, yeah. And like that, like it, it ended up just creating an entire group of people that is distinct from them yeah so what what would you say then um because that's exactly how england dealt with it is they put us here if we start a war with england on the basis that they put us in a distinct location okay that's a that's a distinction that the english made like you can say it's uh, a distinction that we like the criminals made by deciding to be criminals right but like realistically um how the criminals are dealt with isn't up to them and they were exiled. I feel like the act of exiling creates a distinction. A division, yeah. Yeah. Right. So essentially, you would, that's where I get to the, uh, the point where you say they're just not human. We won't include them within our No, but that is exactly what else. the Nazis said. Simply, okay. No, I understand that. But also, it's more for the, for the safety of the collective, which should be... They okay. said that too. No, but that's okay. So I know you're trying to compare it to the Nazism. No, it's no, no. Sort of I'm like saying if like... you were to say, okay, hold on, just one second. So let's go back to like polio for a second. Mm-hmm. When people had polio before they had a cure for it, what they would do is they would quarantine these people that have polio so others didn't get it. That was simply for the well being of the society. Now, if you were to go ahead and say that these people and their ideas, their radical ideas, they're very harmful to whoever they come mm-hmm. in contact with. Like polio, these people should not be allowed to interact with the human collective because almost all of us, 99.99% of us don't think this way. And 99.99% of us will be harmed if we interact with them. We definitely shouldn't interact with them. And so we would be justified in excluding those people and or killing them simply because they would be that much of a detriment by the examples you gave, by simply mm-hmm. saying, well, you know what, just because I want to, just because it'll make me feel good, I will take what you have worked for, what you've earned, what you've gotten first, whatever whatever would essentially make them feel better at the expense of someone else. And if you can do that, then you as a person have not really earned the, the inclusion into the human race if our goal is to eliminate division. Because to do that, to take those selfish courses of action would in and of itself create division because you're saying I am me. I'm a different person than you. I'm 
it's essentially a division in and of itself. It's an individualist type of division. You're saying, even if it's yeah, on a small so, scale, I'm different from this other human and my needs are no, more important. Right. My wants are more yeah. important. So mm -hmm. they would be creating the division. You need to eliminate that from happening because it is harmful to the mm -hmm. society in which division doesn't exist and therefore war wouldn't exist. Okay. Um, so Julius, did you have something to say? Yeah. Um, I wanted to make an interjection because I'm, um... While I might not entirely agree with uh, No Luck's position, you were raising that it has that his position may or may not be shared by um some Nazis or or was shared by the no Nazis. no I was saying that it like it sounds like an exact copy of okay, the strategy like but um there's a couple of points there is one um I would primarily like I would put forward the axiom that ideas stand and fall on their own merits and then question the relevancy mm -hmm. of comparing it of what relevancy it has to bring it up that Nazis happen to have some of the same ideas if ideas stand and fall on their own merits. Oh, no, I'm I'm not implying that the idea is bad because Nazis did it. I'm saying, like, an application, a consistent application of the idea you're espousing could result in Nazism. And it most could, people but... agree. No, but most people agree that Nazism is actually not just wrong, but, like, completely obscene to the degree where it's not possible to rationally justify it. But if we accept this rationalization being provided now, then there is a, a straightforward rational justification for what the Nazis did. And I don't think I most people in, would admit That's incorrect, that. though. That would be incorrect. Well, just quickly, let, it's more just quickly let you... I mean, I, I, like, um, to just reply to that, I can kind of agree mm -hmm. to that, but I feel that in context to the way you were saying it, this distinction wasn't made. That it was just... It was okay. just it was just it was just well, equivocating I, it to Nazism. Look, as man, well. I wasn't actually doing. I'm the not thing saying you were. I'm I agree. It was it, ambiguous. It wasn't clear. Yeah, it, it was, was ambiguous. ambiguous. And, that's all. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that you clarified it, but I wasn't trying to imply that, um, you know, because it was similar, it had to be wrong. I was just pointing out that um, a lot of the like justifications he was using would have been identical to the justifications Nazis would have used at the time, and they would have seemed perfectly rational to all Germans. Okay, so the big, the thing that's going to sort of separate what my ideals would suggest as opposed to the Nazis is that the reasoning behind what I'm doing is different. See, the reason for the Nazis was even some of them inadvertently, because admittedly, a bunch of the, the SS soldiers didn't actually know what Hitler's final solution was. This is actually, it's recorded, it is very well documented. But Hitler's final solution and the reason for dehumanizing these people and removing them was essentially because he believed in a, in essentially Aryan master race and they are so superior to other humans that other humans aren't even other humans. What I'm simply um, recommending, what, what I'm simply recommending and suggesting is that all humans in and of themselves are equal in value um, and they should be judged on their actions. And if your actions mm -hmm. are against the well-being of humanity, your own fellow humans, your own species, that in and of itself is reprehensible enough to get you excluded. Not that you're mm -hmm. not, and in the Nazi sense, it's enough to get excluded just being the wrong race. In my, in mine, I'm oh, simply no, going off the no. merits of your actions. Uh-uh. No. They said that a particular group of people could be shown historically to have negative actions. Those people were the Jews, but they were not saying because you are Jewish in and of itself. They were saying Jewish people historically have shown themselves to be untrustworthy. And here they are today doing that same thing in our country. 
and it's not okay. That is what the Nazis said. And what Hitler thought, what Hitler wanted, those aren't relevant. The point I'm making is that when Germans, normal people, you and I who lived in Germany in that time period, when they talked about what was happening in their country, they swapped rationalizations for it. And here is one of them. Okay, those people are not good for this collective, so they should be put into prison or exiled. And then only after all of those people were in prison did the rhetoric graduate to execution. But as you just showed me earlier, the line between exile and execution for someone who you consider to be um, distinct from you, for someone you would say has quote unquote divided themselves from you, is just the criteria that they are divided. You would say that that makes them, in your eyes, subhuman. And I'm saying that calling the Jews subhuman is one of the popular like rationalizations that we used in that day. Okay. So what I'm essentially arguing is that those were stereotypes and generalizations made by Hitler. I'm not making stereotypes or generalizations at all. No, I'm not talking about what Hitler said, man. I, well, you are to some degree because we're talking about the Nazis and one no. of the well, we're Nazis talking about, aren't... I know, I'm just saying, this is the reason that during, you know, during this time, the Jews were, were persecuted, essentially, because not of these... Not because of Hitler. Yeah, but not because of Hitler. Okay, Hitler. Let's just be real. If Hitler didn't exist, the Jews wouldn't have been persecuted. In, in I don't necessarily agree with that. Maybe I, I, someone could have taken Hitler's place. It wasn't that Hitler was an evil man. <laughs> Seriously, it wasn't that Hitler was an evil man. It wasn't that Hitler was an evil man. I didn't say he wasn't. That wasn't why he did what he did. He did what he did because he thought that was the correct thing to do. And guess what? Lots of people agreed with him. That's why it happened. Okay. He could. Yeah, if it was just him that thought it, then like no one would have stood behind him. Yeah, which is why I'm saying, like, let's not deal with what Hitler said. Let's deal with what the the system said, the Nazis as a party. I, I'm blaming Hitler for it, but the system in and of itself... Let's just say Nazis, though. Fine. The Nazis worked on these generalizations and these presuppositions that Jews historically had been untrustworthy, thieving, and so forth. So they then said that it is so it, it's so apparent to us that they're all like this, or the massive majority of them are like this we need to imprison them we need to take them out however again this is not based on the merit of their actions these these jews that were put on trains they had not committed crimes in again the majority of cases they hadn't gone out and stolen something and they hadn't gone out and said we i want to selfishly take this land simply because my individual experience is all that i have which is sort of what you what the example you gave me was I want to take this land because my individual experience is all that I know. That's all that's important to me. I don't care about the progress of my species. So in that case, that's morally reprehensible. Being Jewish is not morally reprehensible because there is no, there is no negative merit within an action of being Jewish. In fact, in most cases, you aren't even, you don't even know until you're older that there are other religions aside from Jewish, aside from Jewishness. Wow. Judaism. You may not even know that there's other cultures. Your family could have taught you that that's all that there is. There is no morally reprehensible action taken so that you get exiled. In what I'm suggesting, a morally reprehensible action that creates division and breeds these conflicts and these wars, that in and of itself is enough to get exiled or executed. 
I'm saying that yeah, but- the Nazis had it wrong and they're not like me because they were just prosecuting people and persecuting them on, uh, on the I merit mean- of them being Jewish. No, it, but it's, it's uh, easy to say that in hindsight, but like at the yeah. time, that is what it appeared to be to the people exactly. that lived there. Exactly. Like it, it just comes down to perspective, and like we have a lot better perspective after the fact than they do in the moment. Okay, but the rest of the world did not agree with this for a very good reason. Simply because, again, it goes back to them not—they're not being persecuted on the merits of actions that they've taken. They're being persecuted on the fact that they're Jewish. So that in and of itself is morally reprehensible. You should judge people simply on what they do, how they are as people, who they are, instead of, you know, just what culture they're in. That does have an impact on who you are. If you, you know, if you grow up in one culture, you could be very committed to your family and family oriented, while in another culture, you're encouraged to be an individual and be independent. So you are stronger as a person, as opposed to relying on your family. Those things could be influences on who you are, so that culture could have an influence on you, but that culture itself is not the influence. So Judaism is not an action that's taken that you should judge. It's simply a culture that you grew up in or that you identify with to some degree. And that's not enough to put people in gas chambers or in prison. But, but yeah. creating an environment Stereotype. where war can start is something that you should be persecuted for. Like Stereotypes don't come from nowhere, though. Like The reason that people didn't like gypsies was because a lot of them did actually steal shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I guess, no, I guess I'm confused. Yeah, that is also, again, that is also like, a I'm just, that is a division yeah, but, that we see. We, yeah. we don't understand or we do in a lot of cases actually, but what that is is essentially saying that, okay, these gypsies have, you know, they're more likely to steal. They have more of a capacity to steal things. When in reality, any human at any given time, if they were to be in that exact same environment, could in fact develop those same, you know, essentially thieving habits. You could be a kleptomaniac for, you know, anyone. Anybody has that capacity to turn out that way. It's not just because of that of that culture. Some people, you know, responded to that culture by saying, okay, theft is wrong. I'm never going to do that now that I see it up close. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's really I got I don't bleh, sorry I don't really think that's an argument against it though the fact that anyone in that environment could act the same way means that there mm-hmm. is actually some pragmatic utility in not immediately trusting someone who is a gypsy. Yep. Okay, but it's more you need you need evidence to to persecute somebody. That's like saying that you are more likely to be a gang member. There is if some evidence there. Okay, well, I'm just saying. You, that's like saying that you are more likely to be a gang member if you're in Southern California and some, you meet somebody from Southern California. If you assume that, you know, they were a gang member or they still are, that would oh. be, that would be a generalization. That would be wrong. Nah, would, no, no. Yeah, 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 but no, but stop. But, like, Just that's, quickly that's stop. Cause way. you said, you said the correct thing and then the incorrect thing, right? You said the correct thing, which was, um, you know, you could like, there's a reason to, think that they might be yeah there is a reason to think they might be there's evidence that they're more likely to be that's the whole point of a generalization is that generalizations help you as a heuristic right but you're saying don't assume their character based on the stereotype i think most reasonable people agree to that the point we're making is the fact that the stereotype is there is because it is relevant and like the characteristics that we ascribe to stereotypes are inherited from experience yeah, 
And again, that last thing you said from experience is not always the same thing. Like when you say experience, yes, it is your own experience, but an experience with, you know, a group of people that you stereotype, it could be as shallow as seeing them on the news. And your only experience with this group of people is what you've seen on the news. And if all Mm -hmm. that the news covers is these atrocities that this group of people is doing, that's all you've experienced from them. And to go only off that experience, you would develop almost irrational stereotypes and generalizations. And within yes. doing that, you, you've created a fallacy within yourself because it's sort of like, it works both ways. In bad groups of people, there's always a few good apples, but it works the other way. In every good group of people, there's always a few bad apples. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's the same regardless. And to say that an entire Ooh. group of people is the exact same would be a fallacy. No, okay, no, no, yeah, but, but I think the majority of reasonable people don't take stereotypes as absolute truth. Like, to go mm-hmm. back to the gypsy example, like, when you meet a gypsy, you do not assume that they are going to steal your shit, but you are justified in being a little bit more cautious around them because there is a precedent that's been set. No, you can definitely be a little more cautious what I'm saying is what the Nazis did was took it a little too far by persecuting people based on those those sort of those sort of, you know, stereotypes. And if you do if you have evidence to suggest that a group of people is more prone to do something, you might want to be on the lookout for them doing that thing when you actually encounter them. However, you should not put them on trains and then send them send them to gas chambers. Yeah, they actually did think they had evidence. You get that, right? Like, the people who put the Jews in, in like, uh, the camps, they thought that they did, they thought they had good evidence to suspect that the Jews were a big part of Germany's downfall. They did think they had evidence. Okay, so it's not... It's not a thing of like thinking you have evidence when you're going that far with it. It's the reason that like a lot of law enforcement and like judicial systems around the world need need like uh, some variation of evidence that will convince a reasonable person beyond a shadow of a doubt or beyond a reasonable doubt. Because if you're going to punish somebody with the length of you know jail or maybe even execution, you better damn sure be like very certain that this person has done something wrong and done something wrong enough to warrant this to say that, yeah, I think, or, you know, I've heard from a, on good authority that these people had some hand in our, our failings. I don't think that's enough to say that they should all be in jail. I think, I don't think you should study more. You need to be absolutely. No. Certain. And we I don't think in hindsight that it's wrong, obviously. I don't think that it's fair to say that they were just going off rumors, right? But let's yeah, like this. I'm not suggesting that. Look, this anyway. Look, this is a hypothetical. Let's move on to like the point of the matter. What standard do you use to decide if the evidence that you think justifies your conclusion does in fact justify it? Okay. So yeah, what's because standard? otherwise you would sort of be claiming that the majority of the German people at the time were unreasonable. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying they weren't essentially. Uh, they weren't. I want to put this in a. I don't understand. I want to put this in a nice way. They weren't. They weren't doing their due diligence. That's the nicest way I can say that. If you're going to, you know, expose people to jailing, incarceration, kidnapping, assault, terrible conditions in camps, you you need to be certain. You need to you need to be so certain that 
you can't even believe that what these people have has done couldn't have happened. You need to you need to think mm. that there's no way this couldn't have happened. Like that's how I, I'm, you need to be. You need to be nah, able to like, yes, you need I don't to accept that because you can't like for pragmatic reasons, you cannot approach that level of certainty. Like it's impossible to do so. You no, can't you even can't. be sure that the Holocaust happened, man. Lots of people deny it around the world every day. I think you're I think you're overestimating what I'm calling certainty here. Like I would well, say certainty I is just one thing. No, I'm saying that number there's like levels to certain because there's no one. No, no, there aren't. Okay. There are not levels to certainty. Okay, fine. Levels of confidence in it. Is that a better? Mm -hmm. Is that a better one? Yeah, that's better. Three? Yep, that works. So levels of confidence. You need to have a level of confidence that assures you that this person most definitely did this. Like, I don't. You need to have like maybe video evidence or like maybe straight up confessions, things like that. If you have like hard hard evidence that's what you need and i'm not suggesting that we need this kind of evidence for every type of interaction with these people to you know falsify or verify stereotypes i'm saying that if you're going to persecute people put them in cages and things like that you need to be very 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 confident that each person that you do this to had a hand or directly made this this uh, this error or violation you can't just go off of, you know, the leader says, or... You I know, don't or, think that's what they were using. I, I would argue that they were so confident that they were willing to dehumanize an entire group of people. Exactly. Okay. But like, again, they did have that confidence in themselves. What I'm asking is, how do you tell the difference between feeling that confidence and it being justified? Okay. So there's different ways to justify things. Like, if I'm confident in something... I mean, that's great. But if I see, like, if, if I know somebody broke into my house because all my shits tore up when I come home, that's like, mm -hmm. I'm very confident somebody broke into my house. However, if I have cameras up in my house and I see someone did it, that's a level of confidence that I would convict someone on. Yeah, but like we convict people of crimes without video evidence of them committing the act all the time. Well, there's other versions of hard evidence. I'm just using an example. So let's say that this person let's say that this person left like fingerprints on the wall and I go to get those fingerprints tested and it comes mm -hmm. back. Yeah. This, your next door neighbor matches these fingerprints and he has a history of theft. Okay. Well in that case I can use what you're talking about and say, well, these people, this person has a history of, you know, thievery. Yep. I mean, in that case I can then, and use then it. so you have circumstantial evidence and a history and that's what you say justifies the confidence. No, I'm saying the confidence comes from the kind of composite evidence, the evidence that there are fingerprints. Yeah. There is evidence that my house was broken into because all my shit's tore up. And then, yes. the and then the third piece to this is what you're talking about, that they, yes. they have a history of it with all. Yeah, so you're saying all three of those it. things make a sufficient justification. Is that right? Exactly. If I have, Okay, yes, correct. Let's let's say that that's correct for the purposes of the argument. The German people thought they had all three pieces. They did. I'm guaranteeing you. Let me tell you, okay? They thought that what like the behaviors of the German of the Jews were suspicious. That's what they thought, right? Okay? They thought that they were suspicious because they had a history. There's the first piece, the history, right? And then they say, okay, they say, well, Germany is fucked up. So there's my house has been broken into. All right. And then they say the Jews are involved in the elite. There's the fingerprints. 
So what, yeah, how is that not a justified conclusion according to you? Simply because we find out now that it's wrong. I mean, you can uh, only... That's okay. not a good but, answer, man. No. It, so, like, how, how do you get access to hindsight before it's happened? It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not a hindsight issue. It's more that we can, in my situation, if his fingerprints are on the wall, I know someone broke into my house, and he has a history of it, I can then go, that's going to hold up for, you know, 50, 100 years to come. Yes. Simply because I have, I can pretty much guarantee okay. that that's the guy that did it. Because can he is you, my though? Can you, though? Yes. Like, let's say, in five there's years. No there's uh, no reason that his fingerprints should be easy. on my wall. Easy. In five mm -hmm. years, in five years, what we figure out is one time when your neighbor was at your house, he left them on the walls. There was an, an, an explanation for it that you didn't know. I came and robbed your house. You put the wrong man in jail off the coincidence of evidence. How is it that that was justified? Because fingerprints wouldn't last that long. Well, no, but let's just say that they did. Like, you know. Okay, then let's also say that I don't have neighbors come over. Come on, man. Like, you're saying, like, you have extra pieces of evidence that, like, contribute that you didn't bring up. Okay, I'm saying, like, people can be wrongfully convicted off that sort of evidence. The, the evidence you're describing, the, the degree of evidence. The were wrongfully convicted, yeah. Yes, so the question is, how is it justified to convict them of that evidence if it is later insufficient? Isn't it insufficient to begin with? So... It would be insufficient to begin with if later it's proven to be like incorrect. Exactly. Exactly. So the question I'm asking is, since it seems sufficient to begin with, how can you tell the difference between what seems like sufficient evidence to justify a conclusion and what actually is sufficient evidence to justify a conclusion? I would use the standard set forth. No, but you just said that doesn't tell us because we can get it wrong. No, I said the Nazis got it wrong. No, but I just showed you, like, criminal cases are prosecuted incorrectly all the time. Okay, that can yeah, happen so we get without, without if you don't have the right evidence, you can very well convict the wrong person or just never catch the right person. Yes, no, no, but, but I'm saying, like... Be very compelling without it actually being accurate. Yeah, exactly. Like it can be very, very compelling. Right. And exactly. that's, again, that can be what happened with, like, the Nazis and the Jews. There may have been a very compelling case that Jews had some hand in their mm -hmm. downfall or their failings. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. it wasn't accurate. But I can gather evidence to make an accurate, you know, an accurate decision on things. Um, no, but I think that you just actually said you couldn't because you just said that something can seem very compelling but not be accurate. So I'm questioning you. I'm saying well, when I'm you saying think something is accurate, like when you think something's accurate, had, how are you able to tell that it's not just that you find it very compelling? Like, like how do you... Yeah, like so if I were to catch somebody in the act of doing something, that would be pretty fucking accurate. If I said, no, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about where incomplete evidence is the case. I wouldn't make. I, I'm not going to assume I'm accurate in my decision if I have incomplete evidence. I'm going to find more evidence and complete my evidence. Okay, but you can't actually ever have complete evidence. Do you know that? Okay, I'm going to complete it to the best human comprehension and ability. Yeah, but I mean, like. 
you're still not like, for instance, you're never going to know whether or not the other person's action was justified because you can't see into their head. Okay. You can, so that that's again, it seems like we're getting really, really far off track as far as war goes. <laughs> no, because I'm talking about like whether or not another country is justified for going to war with you and how you react to that. Because when we took it as an individual example, you said we could exile or execute them. Now, as far as I can tell, exiling or executing people because they're not consistent with the like common well, consensus, that's exactly what a war is, man. When someone goes to war with your country. It wasn't even my 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 no, but look, whole when someone goes to war with your country, you have to go to war back. There's not a lot of choice. Okay. Again, with zero division in a world without division, like I said. Yeah, but that's a hypothetical. I don't accept that that's reasonable. It, okay, it is reasonable. I was going to lay out how we could achieve this. So there's a few things for that. But what I'm saying is that, like, and I even challenged you on this, there is no way to have a war without division. Mm, okay, but why do you think that? No, but I don't look. Uh, I agree that unless you have differences in opinion, at the least, you can't have a war. But what I'm saying is, by what standard exactly are you reaching the conclusion that you can have a world without difference or without like division? Okay, so there's a few ways to go about it. You can most certain. It's sort of like uniting a town or like a state. You simply just do it on a larger scale. You would come together. You could even do it democratically. You would do it in a way that people do not feel threatened or they don't feel like they're being stripped of rights. So mm. you could say, let, let's give an example here. You could right. have like a three-month, six-month fucking census go on for every single country that we know of in the world. Mm. We could go in and say, okay, so we're all going to unite as a world. We're all going to be humans how do you guys want the laws to be set up? And you can give them a little pamphlet, whatever, but you could get their sort of input from each person. Okay. Yeah, but like, what if you can't come to agree? That's one practical implication. Number one. So are you saying that the majority rules? Is that what you're saying? The majority? No, I'm giving you an example of practical Are you saying everybody has to agree or the majority rules? No, I would say you would take all of that into consideration when making your decision on how the world should be run. What, a dictator or a democracy? Dictator. Authoritarian. Okay, so one person decides based on the evidence what is best. Is that correct? Sorry, I wasn't using push to talk. Do I get complete evidence? Mm, well, you get the as as complete as you can make it, sure. Okay, so let's say I'm the authoritarian. I would make the decision that there is no more division, so that there is no more war. Yeah, and what if someone said to you, um, I don't accept that decision? I would say, okay, if you don't like that decision, how would you prevent war? And if they come up with a better idea uh, than me? No, 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 that, no. The p- criteria of the decision isn't, does it prevent war? The criteria of the decision is, no, is that a reasonable... Listen, no, the dis- criteria of the decision is, is that a reasonable conclusion? That's but what that's, they're saying. They're saying... As the authoritarian, I get to pick the criteria of the decision in the context of it. No, but you don't get to decide for other people what they consider to be reasonable. Do you recognize that? Yes, I do. I'm the authoritarian. No, you don't. 
No, but I look. Let's say I'm the person. I don't give a shit if you're the dictator. I don't agree that that's reasonable. Why is it unreasonable? What are you gonna do? Um, because it doesn't seem like a justified conclusion to me. Okay, what's unjust about eliminating division? No, I didn't say your goal was unjust. Let's be clear, Mr. Dictator. I said your reasoning is not justified. Okay, what's wrong with my reasoning? Well, people have presuppositional differences, basically. Why? Because we have, like, different sets of information. And if I were, as the dictator, to provide all available information to the human race... That's what you say you're doing. I, just one thing, just one thing. If I give all available information to the entire human race... Mm-hmm. Would that not then eliminate the problem that you're bringing up? That we have different. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. If. But how did you get all the information in the first place? Let's just leave that for now. If your yeah, conclusion was correct, <laughs> sure. But you admit probably that you, as an individual, make mistakes sometimes, right? Me. Yeah. Yeah. You, as a person, like as an individual human being, you can make mistakes. You do. Right, and I would hope that all of my subjects would correct me the second they see yeah, it. but I'm just telling you. I just told you. I'm correcting you. I said your conclusion doesn't follow. Now, I'm not well, saying... how my conclusion no, no, works. No, 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 no. I'm not... My dude. conclusion makes sense, and it works. You just agreed to no. it that if we all had the same information, that would eliminate the problem of us having different sets of information, and therefore, but, that would eliminate the dude. presupposition that divides us. No, because I don't agree with the conclusion you're deriving from what you consider to be all the information. Okay, what would the conclusion be if we followed through on giving everyone the information? The conclusion would be that even if you tell them what everybody else thinks, they still think the way they think because they are them and their presuppositions will be elevated beyond anything you can tell them. So you're essentially arguing that humans would be so, so bound to their subjectivity that they would reject empirical data. Uh, yes, yes. Humans do prefer to abide by their presuppositions than evidence okay. which contradicts them. We have observed that scientifically. Okay, so why does science exist? That's in not really relevant. Country. No, it's very relevant, in fact. It's and not. It's because it's useful. I said this in our first debate. The reason it's, it's relevant, the reason it's relevant, and yes, you're right there, um, the reason it's relevant is because every single modern society, every first world country, which is also a made up term, by the way, by the Americans, um, every civilized country essentially uses science. And a lot of third world countries also use science. I don't see how that's related, though. Okay. Because humans desire a certain objectivity. They want to understand no. the facts. No, hold on. They want to understand that's the facts and they want to understand the truth of their environments. No, they want utility. Okay. <laughs> like, that, that's why. They, they want utility. It's not a desire for knowledge. You would require science for utility. You understand that, right? No, no, no. Science is wanted because it is useful. Not science produces utility. Exactly. Science no, is utility. Science very much produces utility. Would you like, to, Dude, would you like an example? To the layperson... To the layperson, scientific conclusions are nothing more than utility. Okay, so the utility of the science then, what people desire from it, the utility they want would be this peace and not war, and the advancement no. of their, hold on, hold on, what they would well, want... That's a huge equivocation, though. No, I'm going to give you a few more, and you can, you can argue those too. 
What I'm saying mm -hmm. is the utility you get from it is peace, so non-war, and then you also get essentially the the truths that people desire as well as advancement of the well-being of our species. That's what a lot of science mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll leave it on those three and I'll let you respond. Yeah, so like it seems like you're actually like sidestepping the central point. The point is that the reason that people want science isn't because they desire objectivity. It's because they like what is useful. You're biologically inclined to do that. And you can't like you can't pivot from the utility of science, which is something you brought up, not me. I'm but giving, you, you did pivot, though. I heard you. You pivoted to the utility of having no war. That is the pivot that you just made. I, I gave you a few examples of the utility that human yeah, but, from science and no but i'm saying like no understanding yes. understanding how our environment and how our universe and our planet works and our bodies even because that's come from science as well to understand mm -hmm. those things is of utility to us it is of use to us because when we understand how our bodies work we can figure out things like nutrition we can figure out how to make our muscles stronger how yes they tear and rebuild themselves mm -hmm. stronger we know those things because of science we know those things because of anatomy we know how genetics work, so we understand how our offspring could potentially look. We understand dominant and recessive traits, all because of science. That is of great use to us, especially in a eugenic sense. If we were to pursue having perfect children, we could then use our understanding, the science of eugenics, to understand the genetics that it would require to make perfect humans in our eyes. There is quite a bit of utility to science. And to say that we're not using it correctly or outlining the right utilities would be a fallacy in this case. I didn't say that. I said you pivoted and that you completely misrepresented the point, which was that science is only desired because it's useful. It is not desired because it is knowledge or understanding. All right. That's not the justification people are using when they want to understand science. It's not that they want to understand because they want to understand. And then the side effect is that it's useful. They want the useful thing, and the side effect is that they come to understand. Um, okay, so I don't understand how the like utility of science is related to um, what you're saying overall, which is that the utilitarian analysis is the correct analysis of morality and that it would resolve war. I just fundamentally don't accept that. And like realistically, I don't understand how you think that utilitarianism can account for the problem that is simple. People just don't agree about the way things should be. Like, look around you, listen to this conversation. You and I don't agree. And historically, people don't agree. Worldwide, people don't agree. In fact, people disagree in such profound ways that we go to war for hundreds of years about it. An example of this is like, uh, like if, if everyone agreed there'd be no war is like, so, to go back to the Nazi example, like the majority of the people in Germany agreed, and so if if the Nazis had won the world, do you think that there would have been no more war ever again? So what I've and would that I've, have been a justification? Okay, so what I've laid out here is not. I didn't say that it's a lack of disagreement because people can disagree without going to war. No, fundamentally, now, like they can't disagree fundamentally yeah. without going yes, to war. They can't. Yes, they can. So let's well, say no, they can't. No, okay. So let's say I disagree fundamentally with a with a neo Nazi, and they just happen. No, to... I don't think you know what I mean by fundamentally. Okay. Right? What so I what, what I mean what when I say fundamentally. Give me an example, and I'll I'll tell yes, you sir. how to do this. 
fundamentally is how the world actually is. It doesn't pertain to like the pe opinions people have of it. If I think that the world in and of itself, listen, if I think the world in and of itself does not have a God and a religious person thinks that the world in and of itself does have a God and that is their presupposition, then when we try to talk about social issues, because the way that we're interpreting what the world is differs in the fundamental sense of I think there isn't a God and he thinks there is one, conclusions which are reasonable to him will come up as unreasonable to me and there is nothing that we can do to resolve that until religion is gone. There's no way around that difference of opinion. He and thinks the world actually okay. is a different way to me. Okay. So I, I'm going to respond to you. I want to respond to the other guy first. Um, mm -hmm. Essentially, my premise wasn't that we avoid war or we end the practice of war with the lack of disagreement. We end it with the lack of division because as, as I pointed out to Matt, my definition of war was essentially armed, physical, violent conflict between two or more essentially factions or groups or countries. So if there are if there is only one group, there is no war. That is the premise here. Now, Matt, to address what you said, what I'm saying just, is just that second, hang on, hang on. If, if there's no if there's no division, then there's no war. Like, how does that like counter that example of the Nazis? Yeah, win? I felt that example. That was you like supported that, that, his like, example up almost. Okay, what I'm saying is that if there's okay, so let's just let's run with your example then. Sorry, I keep exiting out of the app. So let's say that the Nazis win and they take over the world. Would these Nazis, believing that they are the master Aryan race and they are all the tippity top, the zenith of human evolution, would they war with themselves as one group? Well, I think yes, but according to your, like, sort of what you've proposed, like, because they all agreed, at least at one point in time, they will continue to agree like i think that even if you can get everyone to agree for even a split second with the next the very next second there will be disagreements it's not about eliminating disagreement i i would not strive for doing such a thing but but what disagreement causes division mm -hmm. okay so disagreement allows for division to happen should it not be resolved or remedied correctly so that is why i then move to diplomacy and then moving to find Okay, so why I mean, do you disagree with... Hold on, one thing also, Matt, I was just about to use you as an example. So that's why when Matt you know, said, okay, if you're an authoritarian and I disagree with you, what are you going to do? And I said, I will ask you why you disagree. And if you have better justification than I do, and you have a better conclusion than I do, and you make more sense than I do, I will simply concede and we will do things your way because it is simply pursuing the highest well-being for your species as a whole, as opposed to just yourself. And it's not eliminating disagreement. In fact, to eliminate division, you would sort of need to engage with people who don't agree with you. If they don't agree okay. with you, you need to find out why. And then- I just, I really, I really need to know. Do you think that you could resolve the Gaza Strip dispute? Because it sounds like you think you could. People have been trying to negotiate it for so I, fucking long. Okay, so I, I actually don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. Okay, so Israel and Palestine fight over, like, territory because they disagree about who God said deserved to have it. 
and they've been fighting like all throughout history over it. They're they're fighting over a river. No, they're fi fighting over a piece of land, the Holy Land. They're because and there's what thinks that they are entirely deserving of that piece of land because mm -hmm. God said so. Yep. Because so they presuppositionally disagree. Yeah. Yeah, you should you should just nuke that part of like evacuate everyone. Oh come on, you did not just say <laughs> that. <laughs> that's exactly what needs to happen. That's a fucking stupid dispute. What do you mean? Oh God said I need. What about to all those people? They think that. Evacuate them. Evacuate the, the people. Okay, what, what if you just nuke you one side? Nope. Make that land. Yeah. A, nope. Make that land a crater in the ground. That's it. No, but why don't we like you know no minimize the loss by just nuking one side? Okay. No. We're minimizing the loss by evacuating all the people, destroying that piece of land. Okay, but those people aren't going to cooperate they're both, with you. Yeah, they're both going to be very angry with you then. <laughs> they're not going to cooperate. Then they can stay in their own separate... We're going to do this like... Since so they then they get nuked. Since they want to act like five-year-olds, we're going to take it away. No one gets the land now since they can't play nice and they can be far enough Dude. away where they don't see each other. You're talking about a dispute that is so famous that if you did do that, so, like millions of people would call for your execution. I don't care. Um, okay, but then millions of people would try to execute you. I still don't care. I would have ended the dispute. No, you wouldn't. You would have just created a division between you and both the groups. Yep. No, I would have united, hold on. I would have united the groups in their call for execution. No. No, but then as soon as you're we gone, they're fighting again. Another party by creating a what? different division. Wait, fighting yeah, over? They're fighting over who was right. That's really what they are fighting over now. They're not really fighting over the land. They could go somewhere else. That's also... That's even dumber. That, exactly, but that is what they're fighting about. They're saying, I am right about what God said, and the other people are saying, I am right about what God said, and they presuppositionally disagree, and people who presuppositionally disagree cannot come to agree. They just can't. Yeah, okay, so they, in that way, if that's a fundamental disagreement, as you say it, what I would argue then is that you could just go to both of them and say, all right, maybe you're right, and maybe you're right as well. However... You guys are just gonna have to not fight over it because yeah, now the whole, that's what we've been doing. Hold on, I'm done. I'm not done. I'm, I'm almost done. I promise. So in this case, you nuke that piece of land. You tell them both. Uh, you can believe whatever you want. You can. Nah, man. Maybe you are, hold on. You could say that. Okay, fine. Maybe you are right. But since you guys are fighting and killing other humans, you're just gonna. Nobody gets anything. Okay. And yes. That's just but like, let's think about it like this. You. On behalf of your country, probably, just nuked God's chosen land. And anybody who believes in God is going to have a big issue with you and your country. Yes, they are. Yeah, so that'll be a, another war. Then you have to kill everybody who believes in God. Worse. Okay, yeah. so then that's going to get into a very nihilistic view. Then I'll just cause a nuclear holocaust. Everyone dies. There's no more war. I think that what we've just done is shown an illogical conclusion to your strategy. Well, no, my strategy is still just to eliminate divisions. Like I know, okay. and I just said, like in yes, like there are like there's no, ways but, to come to agreements. Like yes, but I just asked you about look, dude. I just, I just asked you. 
I know. I'm just giving a stupid answer to what I felt was a stupid conflict. It's not a stupid question. It's a real life thing that is happening. People are dying in the conflict every day. No, I'm dying for hundred years. I'm not saying your question was stupid. I'm saying that conflict is dumb. That conflict is stupid. Look. Maybe I agree with you, but the point is that saying that it is stupid does not mean that the conflict is not there. There is a division, and if you nuke them to get rid of the division, you create a bigger division, and then you have to nuke the world. So I'm asking, how do you get rid of that division? You, the person who thinks that the lack of division is the solution. (laughs) Okay, a serious answer. Realistically, you could probably just – you could either lie to them and, like, fuck with, like – you could lie to them about both their religions to make them somehow like intermingable. Good luck. Yeah, I know. Um, you could do that. You could fake a religious event, which would be hilarious. You could also just say, okay, well, your most important priests can both live there and the rest of you are just going to have to wait outside. Yeah, but they won't do that. Religion. They don't agree to that. That's, just how it, they do not no no, no that's what i'm saying they, we've been trying to do that for a long time they fundamentally refuse to share they, they genuinely like children okay. so they refuse to share i just don't have enough information or not i'm just learning of what the, of this thing existing i obviously don't mm-hmm. have the information to to fix this no but what i'm saying thing. is that what I'm saying is that even people who have educated themselves over their whole lives have failed to fix it. And the reason for that is that some disagreements are too fundamental to negotiate. Okay. So I get it. They're too far to the other side. Like if somebody said that gravity exists and no, no, person- not that too far to the other side. No, they like disagree for reasons that are below the, the realm of rational argument. They disagree about the way the world actually is. Argument cool. is not going to change their mind. Okay, if you're outside of a rational state of mind in a de- no, 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 not outside. I'm saying like you're being rational, but underneath your rationality, you have presuppositions. Everybody does, and if those presuppositions clash, rational argument can't resolve it because rational argument doesn't touch the presuppositions. Like, what are are fundamentally, like, you you are having an argument with someone, like, you are saying war is bad, but someone else fundamentally believes that war is good, like... And they have a reason for believing it, which goes down to, like, something that they accept on faith. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, maybe, like, a war prevents overpopulation or something, like, they have some justification behind it. Yes. It's going to be very difficult to come to an agreement. Right, so what I would argue then is that... I mean, that's a very weak example of what I said, though. (laughs) You're so mean, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, that was not a good example, but but Matt, what I'm saying there is that essentially what mm-hmm. you would come to at a certain point is that somebody's going to be unhappy. It's the old saying: you can't please everyone. But at the end of the day, if you come together, as I've laid out, and I wasn't claiming that I had a practical application. Wait, did you say it? somebody's going to be unhappy? Am I no. right? Oh God. Okay, let me finish. Because that sounds like a division. Unhappy. I know. I know where that's going. Give me one sec. Okay, so basically I'm saying that if you could eliminate divisions such as this one, a perfect example is this. These divisions of these different religions, you're a different religion than me, so you're a different people, a different culture. If you were to eliminate that, that belief, you would essentially eliminate the whole conflict. If I could figure out how to do that with religions for people that I can't really understand because I'm not like, I'm not a big spiritual person. I'm very Mm -hmm. much about empirical data 
If I understood mm -hmm. religion, I would probably have a better answer as to how to eliminate the divisions between religions. Okay. And if you but did, I'm telling you, you holy wars, you wouldn't have crusades, no, and you wouldn't have an issue. Dude, I've looked into it, and I'm telling you that, like, it's not a soluble problem with things as they are. Because when someone is accepting a proposition on faith, you cannot change their mind. And if two people accept things on faith and disagree, they will always disagree. You cannot negotiate. There is no middle ground. And you cannot just say one of them just has to be unhappy and the other gets what they want because then you have a division. Right? So like there's a division between them and the only real solution is just to kill everybody between whom divisions are like, it, it, you know, cannot be removed, right? So all the religious people essentially have divisions that they will not budge on. So the question is, is the solution to that to nuke them, in your opinion? Okay. So, no, I was giving, like I said, I thought the situation, like them fighting over that piece of land they both think God said they should have, I thought that was so stupid. It warranted a stupid answer, like just nuke them both. I agree. And it is stupid. But the thing is that the things that happen in the name of that disagreement, which is like constant, brutal murder of women and children. War. Right, that's what happens. No, not just war. Like like soldiers enter a, like, a, what would you call it? A, like an urban area and murder people. That's what happens in, in the, the Gaza Strip dispute, like pretty regularly. Well, yeah, but that's that's usually a byproduct of war. We did that. No, but I'm saying no, but what I'm saying is that even though the dispute may be silly, it has not silly consequences. That's a real thing happening today. And so, like, if your strategy was the solution, you should be able to come up with an answer. And I'm saying, like, my understanding of religion tells me that your strategy doesn't apply to religious differences because you cannot use rational argument and empirical evidence to shift a presupposition. It cannot be done. The person who has the presupposition has to decide that they're willing to change their mind. Well, I simply just don't know enough about religions or faith or spirituality to even address the question. That's why I can't okay, give so you an answer. Let me, let, me, let me take the context out of it then. If someone doesn't admit to you that they could be wrong and they disagree with you, then they and they say that they're going to go to war against your country, what do you do? I would defuse the situation as best I could with diplomacy. No, but you can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't use dis diplomacy because they refuse to admit they could be wrong. Diplomacy doesn't work. Well, diplomacy doesn't always have to include me getting them to concede that they're wrong. Uh, it definitely... Look, if you're using diplomacy as in, like, you're getting both sides to negotiate with each other, yes, it does. Well, no, I don't need somebody to admit that they're wrong to negotiate with them. I'm perfectly You definitely have to, to get No, but a negotiation is getting them to admit that they were wrong about how they acted and that they should change. Well, no. And so the way I was uh and I took a class on this basically for effective communication. Mm -hmm. Um essentially, I would approach it by saying, "All right, well, it's not so much that you're wrong or you missed a detail or something. Let me just suggest Here's something that could be even more beneficial. Here's a course. A course of action, I assume you meant to say. 
Yeah. So here's a course of action that could be very, very beneficial, even more beneficial than what you're thinking now. And it could be mm -hmm. easier. You could lose no resources, no human. And I would present that to them and say, okay, no, but they do, do, they do lose something. They lose their sole claim to the land. In this, see, again, that's very, it's very land, important. Because no, it's very important to them. Okay, but their land would have to be like, I mean, I can't even think of a, dis a dispute where land is more important than people. Ground is not more important than people. If it's holy ground, you are incorrect. If you think it's holy ground, you're kind of, you're just kind of assigning like the spiritual value to it. And again, that's a language I can't really, it, it doesn't make no, but sense. I'm, I'm say, that's what I'm saying is if both sides assign value to the land, which elevates it above life, how do you resolve that dispute? Well, you would resolve it in a sense, like how I'm doing now. Like what I'm doing right now is even though I have, I have no understanding and I actually have a fundamental disagreement with attributing, you know, religious value to a ground and coveting it. I have a very big fundamental disagreement with that. However, I would I mean, then God said, huh? It like it's in the Bible. God said that the land was theirs. Okay. It, like he I, literally said so. Okay. If God came down from heaven and straight up just just whispered in my ear real quick, this land is yours. Fine. That is. I will attribute. That's will what they think. That. Yes. That's, that's exactly what they think. That's not what they got though. But what do you mean? That is what they think they got. They think that the Bible is the equivalent of that. What? Well, no, the Bible was written by people. God didn't have a pen and write it. Dude, they don't agree with you. They think that the prophets God, God were God told them exactly what through. to write. Yeah, yeah. God spoke through the prophet. That is what a religious person will say. I did not even know that. I. Well, yeah, that's true. They say that the Bible, the, the holy texts, are the word of God. I'm sure you've heard that. No, I've that's not meant that they call it the word of God. But... No, no, but that's not meant in like a casual sense. They mean that it is literally the divine word of God. That's stupid. I agree, but that isn't the point. That doesn't solve the dispute. Okay, then I'll yeah, just go in there and say, stupid. both of you are stupid. Stop fighting. <laughs> yes, that's what I would do. But that wouldn't work. They'd probably kill you. Well, like I'm telling you, they're very volatile people. Well, then why the fuck are they here? They're they are a detriment. Why are they I here? Mean, they're in the Middle East. They're not here. Well, because we don't like on a worldwide scale, we don't agree with nuking people just because they're being dickheads. Like otherwise, what if, what if we'd have nuked North Korea. Cool. Yeah, like what? What if people think that you nuking them makes you a dickhead and nuke you? Like it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's not a good strategy. Well, that's why and I like, wanna... Have you ever seen War Games? That's yes, pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I literally, I'm at a loss simply because I don't even know. I don't even know how to approach a religious issue. I don't. I don't know this. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like a pragmatic understanding of truth is superseded by a religious understanding of truth. And if you are applying a consequentialist frame to a religious problem, it will not work. And so unless your solution is to remove religion from the face of a planet, the strategy you put forward is not an effective one. Okay, let's do that. You want to Okay, so you're saying like let's kill all religious people. No, let's give let's get medical science so far that we can erase a part of the brain that <laughs> Let's eliminate religion. What? 
burn nah, all the man. Bo- burn all the books. No, we're not burning any books. Yes, all of them. No, nope. That's not a good strategy. That's a great. You just said it's a great it's strategy. Not. Religion arises out of fucking superstition. If you don't have the examples of the thought to criticize them, they're going to arise again. You don't okay. burn books. It's not a good strategy. Okay, I agree that burning books is actually usually a really bad idea. Um, I think it was, what was it? I think it was the Greeks that used to have people travel to them, like literally for their knowledge and their libraries. Mm-hmm. And then, who was it? The Romans that burned all that shit? Yes, Somebody the Romans did. burned the books. Like the, the Library of Alexandria? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually makes me angry just talking about it. It makes me angry too. We'd be so much further as a society, whatever. Okay, but it's so interesting, right? Because you just suggested burning some books, and they would have used a similar justification. I know which it's is really just bad. all nonsense. Um. Okay, so we've gone through mine, and I obviously am not. I I'm not knowledgeable enough in faith or religion or superstition to argue it from that stance. What would mm-hmm. your solution to war be? Oh, um, well, I think that the only possible solution to war would be to get people to agree on a presuppositional or metaphysical level about what the world is. Because until we all agree about what things fundamentally are, the chances that we're going to come to agree about what things are in instantiation is very low. Okay, so what I'm basically arguing is that there would be no division. However, what you're what you're arguing is that there would be no disagreement no i'm saying there's i agree with you that there would be disagreement i'm saying if we can get rid of fundamental differences then superficial differences do not have to warrant war they might still we might still go to war i'm not saying we won't i'm saying if we can come to agree on a presuppositional level then war will be less necessary Okay, so we could just, if we could get everyone to agree on a religion at that point, or... Not exactly a religion. Yeah, if just one religion, or even better, you could have it be like, okay, let's just say, you could lie to everybody and say that... Let's just say that's not not sustainable. Lying isn't sustainable. What we say is we have to come up with an interpretation of the world that every rational person understands and accepts because it correlates to what's true. Yeah, but the very definition of faith would then contradict that because it's not not even what's true. It's what you believe. The thing is that a person of faith is also a rational person. You know that, right? Like... Even though they are a person of faith, they're trying to reason, and most of them do want to understand. The issue is that they think that they do. And so if there were an explanation of reality, which in a technical sense was superior to their own, they either they would swap or their children would grow up accepting the thing that is better. Okay, so there we go. Um, Matt, can you make this uh, non-push to talk? I just keep walking around and I keep like screwing up with this. It's kind of delaying my responses. Uh, I'm not so sure that I can actually. Um, Isn't that set up on your end? No, no, no. I think push to talk's been enabled. Well, the channel. the I don't think I can change. Oh, it. what? Oh no! Wait, no. I'm not no, using push to talk. Yeah, yeah like, I'm, not I'm not using push to talk either. I think it's on <laughs> your end. It's in the audio settings. Mm-hmm. 
Or it might be the fact that you're on a mobile device. I don't know. I'm on a mobile as well. Because the only part of this that I really... Whoa, that lag though. Hmm. You completely lagged out. Can't hear. Oh, he DC'd. I'm guessing maybe he's, he's fixing his voice. connection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was leaving my house, so it disconnected from the Wi-Fi, and then went to 4G. Yeah, I get you. No worries. So what I was saying was, I don't think we disagree enough to really continue debating it. it. Mostly the disagreement ends up on the religion, and that's mostly because I'm like, well, inept with I mean, religion not, and faith. I'm not actually disagreeing with you on religion, though. I'm saying like, because there are elements of the world that your uh, like analytical structure is not compatible with, it's not an appropriate structure. Like the the theory of pragmatic truth which is the basis of utilitarianism or consequentialism which seems to be what you're putting forward that is not sufficient to analyze the world like that it doesn't it doesn't fix war that framework does not resolve war not in my opinion um for the religious reasons yes i would say for the reasons such as um, but you don't, territory I mean, or resources which is what i kind of expected you to bring up but the thing is, you don't um, even have to be like, you don't even have to be specifically denominationally religious. You could just be someone who holds your own presuppositions that aren't technically religious, but you have your okay. own ideas about reality and you refuse to admit that they could be wrong. I, you know, like that's not, it, that happens. Okay. But we could all as a collective, I feel, come together and say that war should just completely be you know off the table for any given reason aggression war oh, invasion okay. all mm. the things all the steps leading up to it while I being nah. undivided we all just look at ourselves as humans and the earth is all of ours it yeah, is every I, I, individuals every individual owns the earth and the entire collective owns the earth it belongs to humans yeah but i don't accept that interpretation because i would say that like if someone attacks me or my nation that is a justification for war we we'll also have to change like huge things about our economy. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine like the up, like how mad people will be about like some companies like mining resources and profiting on it when that belongs to everyone? Exactly. But like, I think like more than anything else, it comes down to the fact that like when like self defense, most almost every person I've ever talked to accepts self defense as a justification for hurting someone else. Well, yes, like, there's a certain. It, it comes down. I've argued self-defense as a reasonable um, justification. But you just said that you took it. I feel like you just said that we took war off the table for any justification, any reason. True, but one person getting into a fight, like if two people get drunk at a bar and they fight each other, that's not a war. No, I agree. But if a country starts a war on my country, then honestly, we are out of options. War is the response. True, but if you take war off the table. No, but then there's nothing. Then they just murder you. Well, then like, you just have human, a bunch of Humans aren't completely virtuous. Yeah, kill, we're just not... You punish the murderers at that point. No, but you aren't there to punish anybody. They wipe your entire nation out. That's the whole point. 
but there would be no other nation. If everybody's simply just human, what are you wiping out? No, but they think that you are an alternative nation. They wipe you out. You do nothing about it. And then you can say, well, the, the bit of me that is humans will punish them. And fair enough, maybe. But also, you're saying that it's justified to just not react to war and let them kill your entire nation? Trade no, nation I'm saying you population. can eliminate. The, the whole point of what I was laying out was to prevent war entirely. And I think yeah, that's the if, best way to do it. Okay, but like, if you have a good like goal, that does not necessarily mean that your strategy is good. The ends do not necessarily justify the means, right? Your means have to be appropriate. And so, like, if you're saying like, because I'm aiming for world peace, how we get there is kind of just those fuzzy details. Nah, I don't accept that. That's what the Soviets, that is what the Soviets said. And they killed more than double the amount of people that the Nazis did. Well, I have a slightly consequentialist view. So one thing I would do to also prevent that and dissuade anyone from war is use deterrence. Uh, the best example of this is mutually assured destruction with nuclear weapons. In fact, mm -hmm. you could keep these nuclear weapons and say, okay, well, look, you start a war I'm, you could either say, I'm going to end all of you with these nukes, or I'm going to actually end the entire human race. So you start that mm -hmm. war if you want to. Whatever you get out of it is going to die in a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, but they could still start the war. And so, like, if your strategy leads to, like, a nuclear would, holocaust... No one could, though. In practical application, but, no, but no one could. does that yes, with regular mutually assured destruction. I am correct. So do, let me give you, you an example. Do you think that there are no people that want to like kill lots of people? Like they don't exist because there there no, are a lot I'm of people arguing that mutually assured <laughs> no, but, destruction yeah. has stopped. Mutually assured destruction isn't isn't no it doesn't stop it. It stopped it so far. Think about this, right? We don't actually think that Kim Jong Un had working nukes. We don't think he did. There's good evidence that he was lying about it and that he was struggling really hard to get his nukes working. And the reason that him having nukes is such a danger is because we have a record of him saying this, okay? The West are surrounding my country like dogs, and if they come at us, then I will end everybody. That's paraphrased, but that is very close to what he said. He said, this is a sovereign country, and if you violate the bounds of this sovereign country, you will pay for it. But the thing is, obviously, North Korea is a dictatorship, and so people outside North Korea have a responsibility to those who are in like enslaved in the tyranny. Okay. So yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. I don't think Kim Jong-un had nukes. I don't think he does. I think he's a lot closer to getting them. No, but here's what I'm saying is that doesn't stop because of a situation like that. The fact that other people have nukes doesn't stop a nuclear holocaust if the reason that you pressed the nuke button was that you as an individual were fucked anyway. Um, like, if you shoot me, if you shoot me in the chest and I'm going to die, I can nuke the world. Why the fuck not? Fuck you, man. You shot me. Well, I mean, that would be kind of punishing the entire human race. Yes, but I could person. still do Why it. Why would right? they give a shit? Yeah, I could still do it. I'm going to be dead. The fact that I'm doing something unfair is irrelevant to me at that stage. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you think the world was unfair to kill you. Yeah. I mean, that is a good one. <laughs> no, but what I'm it's saying is like, 
what we're doing here is we're showing an absurd conclusion to the premise, right? Well, yes, but the you can get to that... an absurd conclusion in anything. It's sort of like uh, no, what we no, call... you can't. You can, in fact, you, you could can't. take any. I, I can prove it. Give me any random concept that you think I can't make absurd with its own natural conclusion. No, no. What you have to do is you have to obey the rules. What we're saying is you have I, to obey the rules of reasoning. Okay, so math. No, that's what make I, said. I will take math. it to its natural Mathematics. conclusion. Mathematics. Give me an absurd conclusion. An absurd conclusion? Yes. Okay. Like, Infinity doesn't exist because we don't know if it actually act ever ends because we haven't found the end. We don't even know if no, it's infinite. That's a supposition, not a conclusion. I actually agree with the... That's actually a conclusion. It it's, a conclu a conclusion. it's a conclusion. It's a definitional fallacy to say no, that it I'm is saying, well, infinite stop, 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 when stop. we've never actually been to the end of it. No, it isn't. No. It nope. is. Wrong. Uh-uh. Okay. No. So the, the reason that that's correct is something. that we don't know. We simply no, cannot fact, say with That's irrelevant. The fact that we don't know something doesn't mean that saying what we think is wrong. Okay. So what is infinity, by your definition? I don't think that infinity does exist, but that's irrelevant. Exactly, the point is, that's what I said. No but, no, but the point that I'm making is what they're talking about isn't appropriately called infinity. That's not an absurd conclusion. What you're saying is that there is like uh, a, uh, an inconsistency in the naming system. A name is not a conclusion. Okay, but it's not so much the name, it's the definition that is... No, but the definition of infinity... No, but the definition of infinity is something that we have demonstrated. Like, we can't demonstrate Yes, we can. Uncountable sets have been demonstrated to exist by George Cantor. No, that's very factual. We, we do find things that are innumerable or measurable or uncountable. That doesn't mean they're infinite. It means that we don't have the ability to either process it or count it. Stop. Infinity is just the word we used because we didn't have a better one. What it does mean is that it's endless, and that's what they mean. That's what they're talking about. I'm telling you, like, in discrete mathematics, when you learn about the different quote-unquote kinds of infinity, they are teaching you about endless sets. True or false, Chris? Uh, yeah, that is accurate. It's not, it's not a true infinity, like, as, as like, unbounded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying that's not an absurd conclusion because what they're using it for, the concept is not that like the concept is a reasonable thing. The concept of an endless set is reasonable. That's not absurd. Okay. So by that measure, then yes, it is not absurd as long as you actually come to the understanding that it's not truly like this infinite never ending. Yeah, it's, not, it's not what you called it. Yes, but the conclusion yeah. itself isn't. So in what that you case it's not. So. Yeah, so, yeah, another, an actual absurd conclusion, not a name that doesn't fit. Well, it's not so much the name, it's more the definition that, we, that we've that we sort of applied no, no, no. to it. It, it is, it is the, the name. The mathematical the definition. definition of infinity is very different to the linguistic definition. Yes, it is, correct. Well, yes, and the mathematical I, definition of infinity isn't absurd. It's just that it's no, absurd to say that that's an infinity. Definition, that's yes. what I'm... Yes, but we look. I agree with you. I have argued ad nauseum on that topic. The point is, I'm saying, despite the fact that I agree with you, I don't consider that to qualify as an absurd conclusion. It doesn't seem like a conclusion. Okay. Well, that would be a fundamental disagree. I think it's absurd well, I mean, that we look, keep it that way. 
Uh, yeah, I agree with you, but that's not a conclusion of math. That's the way humans behave with language. You understand that, right? Like okay. it's a linguistic so there are anomaly. absurdities within language. But then I would yeah, also say there's absurdities within ideologies, which is what yes, we Yes, but you asked me uh, to give you an example of a system that cannot produce an absurd conclusion. And the system that will not produce an absurd conclusion is a completely justified system, a, a rational system. And mathematics is quantitative reasoning. Therefore, it's actually impossible to produce a technically absurd conclusion using math. It cannot be done. That's why I picked that as the framework. That, that's also factual. There is no argument yes. against that because those are that's just true. So yeah, so there are some systems that do not produce absurd conclusions, and when we observe that a system produces an absurd conclusion, what we can deduce from that is that there is a flaw in the system. Okay. So, in but by that reasoning, if there's a flaw and that invalidates the entire system, that would mean that it, no, that means that essentially anything that's not perfect is simply invalid. I didn't say it invalidates the entire system. I said it compromises the validity of the system. So, like, you're saying, like, your interpretive system would solve war, and I'm saying, like, the fact that your system can produce an absurd conclusion means that it cannot be categorically said to be the solution for war. It doesn't follow. Well, just because there's a flaw in it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be an effective solution for war. Um... The fact that it comes to an absurd conclusion on that very topic shows that it's not an effective solution for war. Yes, but any okay, any ideology that you try to implement here will come to an absurd conclusion if you take it there. Mm, if yeah, I mean that what you're just observing though is that we've not come up with the solution for war. I'm saying I agree. We don't have any systems to deal with war that don't come up with absurd conclusions. But I'm also saying if you're proposing a system, my criteria is that it cannot lead to an absurd conclusion. Well, by that same standard, then I would have to say to to have a better system than me, you would then have to point out something with no flaws. But I just did. I said when people agree. Okay, so what about... is the mathematical what is the mathematical solution to war? Okay, it's pretty simple. Mathematics is about articulating the axioms upon which you build your reasoning. So if we can come up with the appropriate articulation of presupposition, like as in like what is the correct thing to take as a presupposition and to use to act and think if we can figure out what the actual correct presuppositions are then maybe we can come to agree in general okay maybe i missed it but i feel like that didn't quite fit under your definition of math being the quantitative reasoning where where would the quantitative reasoning kind of come into play to end the possibility no, of war Quantitative reasoning is one type of reasoning. What we're engaged in is called qualitative reasoning. And I'm saying that in like the correct argument that gets to a conclusion which ends war and cannot get to an incorrect or absurd conclusion, which is like something that either ends all of us, that's not an acceptable criteria for war ending, or something that causes more war in a recursive way, right? Either of those things account as like reasons not to use the strategy. I'm saying the strategy that gets to the correct conclusion and doesn't fall victim to the things that we observed in your strategy is the strategy which has at its basis an understanding of like presuppositional reality that people all agree on. Not some of us, all of us.
Okay. So basically what I'm what I'm getting at is that with with the solution I've laid out essentially eliminating those divisions, if nothing else, you could draw it to an absurd conclusion. Bare minimum, I have a greatly reduced chance of to exist. Um, Short of actually nuking yes, uh, everybody look, and completely eliminating the possibility. Look, which but I said even, to you, and mind you but, I do want to bring up that wouldn't even end the possibility. It took about six billion years from from us to turn into a single cell organism to a multicellular organism to fish to monkey to human. In another six billion years, after I've nuked the world, probably a little bit longer for the radiation to wear off. Essentially, it could all happen again. So even then, that wouldn't even fully end the possibility of war. Exactly. But the no, system but I've I'm laid out is, could, in fact, like, end that. No, I don't accept that. Like The fact that religious people exist is a clear contradiction to what you think. The thing that you're proposing would not work. More than half of the population of the world is religious. You just can't. It doesn't work. It's not functionally effective. Well, I feel like religious people could, in fact, get along. They could sort out their differences. No, but I'm telling not you. Even, but, well, I think they could sort out their differences and coexist without giving up their belief system. I think that's I'm telling possible. you. I'm telling you. Some of their differences are presuppositional. And technically speaking, unless you admit you could be wrong about your presupposition, it is impossible for you to change your mind about it. Well, you don't need to change your mind. I'm not suggesting well, but that. What I'm suggesting no, is simply... Listen, quickly. Dude, it's important. If you disagree with someone else on a presuppositional level and neither of you change your mind, then when it comes to acting, you are going to think different things are okay. Yeah. Well, under that... Here, um, my girlfriend's getting in the car. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to send you messages about this. It's an interesting combo. But um, I have to like talk to her and stuff, so I have to go. Mm -hmm. uh, too easy, man. Yep. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, always. Yeah. Have, have a good one.